Welcome to the FFB Cast Podcast, home to fantasy greatness. Here's your host, Joseph Hoppy. Welcome in, everybody. It's FFB Joe here to tell you about some of the interesting things that we've seen over this promotional round recap series. We'll talk about a few specific teams and leagues, which teams were most dominant and the most points for that we saw throughout and across all leagues. Then as we discuss specific leagues, we'll talk about which leagues were most competitive and which had the most interesting lineups. Don't miss out because we very well may be talking about your team or league coming up on today's episode. Now, before we talk about our favorite and most interesting teams of the promotional round recap series, I'd like to tell you guys about a couple things to look forward to when visiting FFBcast this offseason. The first thing on the list is a program called FFB Chat, where for as low as $3.99 a month, you can get into limited capacity chat rooms and chat on a regular basis with your favorite industry experts and analysts as they stream live and answer your questions, get good quality time with them, get your questions answered in limited capacity chat rooms for as low as $3.99 a month. Next thing on the list is we want to let you guys know if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do because we're going to be doing early off-season mock drafts. I'm talking about as early as the day after the NFL draft. Um, we do this every year. This is something that we enjoy doing and we love sharing for you guys on YouTube. We'll be posting each draft on our YouTube page. So go get on there. Let us know what hosting sites you'd like to see us draft from and any strategies as well that you'd love to see us apply say 0RB or 2 tight end, um, late round quarterback or an early round quarterback. So we'll test those strategies out for you, post it on our YouTube page. And another reason to subscribe is that we are launching our first ever FFBcast official listener league where we are going to recap the league by recording a quarterly episode for you. So that would be every four weeks. We'll do one at week four. We'll do one at week 8, 12, and then 16 to recap who takes home the trophy. But you've got to be a YouTube subscriber to be eligible for this league. And last on the list is FFB Shop. We will be providing you a link to that on our homepage. Go there for all of your favorite draft tools and kits. You can find them all in one place. Um, you can compare your favorites, and you can also discover something new. So check that out. That's FFB Shop. We will be launching that this offseason. Let's get into our favorite teams and leagues of the promotional round recap series. We had a couple one-loss teams at the top. Game of Mahomes, 11-1. Clay Bombers, 12-1. Clay Bombers being in a 14-team league, they go 12-1 kind of dominating that league game of Mahomes 11 and one record got me thinking with only 12 weeks of the regular season what creative things you could possibly do in the playoffs so I'm going to share an idea with you guys and let me know if you like it my idea was that if you were in a 12 team league and you played a 12 game regular season you could be very flexible um, in your playoff structure so that you get more teams into the playoffs, say you wanted eight playoff teams, you are still awarding your first and second place teams as well as your third and fourth place teams. So essentially, it would go eight teams make the playoffs out of 12 
and then you'd have a wild card round in week 13, which would essentially be your first week of the playoffs. You could have seeds 5 through 8 battling it off to play in what would be the quarterfinal week in week 14. The winners through 5 through 8 could battle off against the 3rd and 4th seed, and then from there they would advance to what would be the semifinals where the winner of that previous week plays the first and second round teams, and then, of course, you'd have your final championship game. That brings us to our best playoff-structured league, which was League CFFL, a 12-team league where six teams make the playoffs. Two get a first-round bye, the first and second-round seeds, which were Team Never Todd and (laughs) what uh, we may have renamed here a very relevant playoff team, Formerly known as always the Bridesmaid, so congratulations to them again on getting a first round bye. We love the structure. Um, Obviously, by the example I just gave you, you can tell I like buys in the playoffs to reward the higher seed and best record or best points for a team, which brings up the point of um, how you structure your seeding. Is it by points for or by record? Because I've really got a bone to pick if your tiebreaker does not come down to points four. I lost um, in a league where there were 10 teams, four make the playoffs. I lost out, and somehow I was the second highest scoring team of the league. So I'm pretty upset about that one. But enough about me. Our best lineup structure also goes to CFFL. They do not roster a kicker, which automatically uh, makes them one of my favorite lineups ever. They have two flex positions, DST, as well as two running backs, three receivers, a quarterback, and tight end, of course. Um, I love not having kickers and more flexes. I think Denny Carter mentioned before that he would like to see kickers be flex eligible and eliminate the kicker position, which I think would just be a great um, resolution there. It's kind of a win-win for the people who want kickers and people who don't. So let me know what you think about that also. We may have to do something like that in our first official FFBcast league. Maybe something with the crazy playoff structure that I proposed earlier. Um, 8 of 12 teams where the first and second round seed gets two weeks of buys. And the third and fourth round seed get one week of buys. But with the roster structuring of no kickers and possibly making the kicker flex eligible adding a flex spot with deeper rosters um that may be something that we have to do on mfl.com which actually sounds really fun and very well may be what we end up doing so if you're interested in that go to youtube and subscribe to our channel that's the only way to become eligible for this league now moving on i'd like to talk about some of the competitive leagues that we noticed across this promotional round recap series league cfl cffl once again comes in here with a record of three nine and four teams three seven and six teams and three six and seven teams um out of 12 teams so three other teams that had at least four wins so with the one game separation between the middle six teams three seven and six three, six, and seven teams. I thought that was a very competitive league with nobody really running away from it on top, the three top teams being nine and four. But 
Then we have another league where there is one team sitting on top, which is Game of Mahomes in League for the Win. League for the Win had four, six, and six teams with it only being an eight-team league. So with Game of Mahomes on top, that leaves five teams, um, four of which were six and six, then the rest losing records. So league for the win, probably our most competitive league with half of its teams at a 500 winning percentage, finishing 6-6. Six and six. That is about as competitive as they come. You're listening to an FFBCast podcast. For more custom content, visit us online at ffbcast.com. With the fantasy playoffs upon us and some big injuries and losses um, occurring in the NFL lately, maybe to some guys who you thought would help carry you through the fantasy playoffs. I'm talking names like Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt not due to injury, but Spencer Ware coming in to back him up and looking like he was injured last week. Melvin Gordon's backup also goes down in Austin Eckler. So I'll give you some running backs because you may be also without James Conner. Then I'll give you a couple wide receivers and I'll also tell you some guys that I'm staying away from. So first of all, with our running backs, my one of my favorites to be on your uh, waiver wire or free agency list is Elijah McGuire. I know that all three um, New York Jets running backs, the top three, did not practice. Him being one of them, but him most likely being the uh, guy getting rest for Saturday's game, knowing that he'll be the only healthy running back they do have. Um, another running back I like is Darren Sproles. Corey Clement goes down in the backfield. They sign um, a no-namer off of the Saints practice squad. So now Darren Sproles has a clear pathway to touches, especially receptions in a game uh, where he could probably see six or seven targets. Some wide receivers that I like are Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb. Came on last week, caught that touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. I know they played the Bears, and it doesn't seem like a good matchup, but Randall Cobb, historically good against the Bears. He always kills them. Now, I like John Brown also against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially if Joe Flacco comes back and Lamar Jackson sits this one. I also like Chris Conley because of Thursday's matchup. The Chiefs against the Chargers were not sure of Tyreek Hill's condition. Um, I, we're not expecting that he sits out, but you never know how effective he will be on the field with that heel injury. And now, as for some guys I'm staying away from, um, the running backs for Baltimore Ravens in whole, I am staying away from that situation. No Ty Montgomery, no Kenneth Dixon, and no Gus Edwards for me. No thank you. Um, it seems to be a little bit crowded. I think they are forced to give Ty Montgomery more snaps than they actually want to now because of the trade for him. And Kenneth Dixon just recently coming off of that injury. But I'm taking no parts of this backfield. I would rather start Elijah McGuire, especially in any type of format that awards you PPR points. Elijah McGuire over any Ravens running back this week, just in my opinion. Um, I would start Gus Edwards over Darren Sproles, though. Otherwise, I'll start Sproles over Dixon or Montgomery in case you were desperately thinking of starting him. 
Darren Sproles, like I said, could be big in PPR leagues. Gus Edwards has the chance to fall into the end zone for a touchdown, so that's the only reason why I would think of starting him um, ahead of Sproles. But no matter what, behind Elijah McGuire. Another guy I'm getting away from is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Green Bay wide receiver. Equinemius St. Brown seemed to be more of a thing last game. And with Randall Cobb back, I think he is healthy. I think he will be all right. Um, Randall Cobb missing quite a few games this season so far. Um, he came back from that first uh, absence, got five targets and six targets, went back on the injury report, missed three games, comes back, gets five targets, gets six targets, has Chicago in, in, in this one, but... In week one, Green Bay played Chicago, and he gets 10 targets for nine receptions, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Devontae Adams can't do it all. I think Randall Cobb is back to help. Plus, I think he knows that this is his last few games playing um, as a Green Bay Packer and with Aaron Rodgers. For tight ends, um, everybody is going to tell you to pick up Ian Thomas this week. Um, I believe he had 11 targets last game. Carolina, tight end, I'm just not buying it. Um, I don't think Ian Thomas is going to be a thing. Instead, I like Vernon Davis. Um, Jordan Reed may be out for the rest of the season. Jordan uh, Vernon Davis, that is, is going up against Jacksonville this week. I'm going to trust that Jay Gruden... Um, uses his best matchups, Vernon Davis. I know that Jacksonville has some good linebackers, but they also have really good secondary. And with Josh Doxson also injured, that whole slew of receivers really going down this season, I think that Vernon Davis is one of his best receiving options and maybe one of his best matchups um, come this Sunday. Ricky Seals-Jones is another tight end for you deeper leaguers. He has a good matchup against Atlanta this week. Christian Kirk went down, and Larry Fitzgerald is the only um, viable pass catcher in this offense. Somebody's got to get the targets. Somebody's got to catch the ball, especially um, if we think Atlanta can get to a lead here, um, which is no certain as Arizona handily took care of Green Bay not too long ago. So... Hopefully those are some deeper dives that are available on your waiver wire or free agent list. Go get them if you need help in the fantasy playoffs. Um, I think those guys have a lot of promise as far as workload and targets go this week, which opportunity is the best ability behind the availability. That about does it for this week's episode. I'd like to thank you all who were a part of our free promotional giveaway and remind you to keep visiting ffbcast.com for new products and episodes. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us on iTunes and Google Podcasts as well. That concludes this episode. Follow us on Twitter at ffbcast and email your questions to ffbcast at gmail.com. See you next time for more fantasy greatness.